And Saberland is back. Um, I feel much more together than I think the last episode I did. Yeah, it had been a while, and I just sort of was like, I gotta do one. But why was I? I remember having trouble like feeling like I was making any sense. Um, I believe that was last week. Um, yeah, and it was good to do. Uh, just kind of get back into it. But um, it's the Thanksgiving weekend. It's Saturday. The Sabers face off against. The old Red Wings um, in about two hours, but uh, just throwing this one out there. Just doing some recording and recording and talking because it's, um, you know, I'm in a podcasting mood. I still need to get back to doing some more um, Wiki the Rests. It's been, that's also been a little bit on a hiatus, but um, that's the one where, yeah, I just, I haven't, I haven't like, ha- had like a, um, thing occur to me or movie come into my life or whatever that I know I won't see that I'm not going to talk about. So very interesting uh, intro, all hockey related. Um, anyway, all that to say, uh, yeah, uh, here we are. Sabres have won like a million games in a row. They'll never, lo- never lose again. And uh, I love the team. Love Skinner. Love Darlene. Um, oh, I'm going to, and I'm going to go see the sabers with my dad on uh it's his birthday present i well sort of um we're gonna go see the ducks and sabers on december something the 22nd i can't remember 23rd 22nd 21st yeah no 22nd um and it'll be fun uh so hopefully i hope that's gonna go better than the ranger game they went to here in MSG, but that incidentally, it's the last time they lost and they played well. They just couldn't beat, um, a defiant Lundquist who was very good. Um, and the Rangers are an okay team. I mean, I didn't think they played great that night, but they are, they're good. Um, or they're decent this year. Uh, so, um, this episode, I don't know. We're just, I'm just gonna, just gonna bask in the Sabres reflected glory. Um, and I meant to say, I think, yeah, and last week I I had just finished playing the story of Red Dead Redemption 2, which I'll give my official review of in this episode. No. Um, but uh, it's funny um, just to think that uh, that's an, that, it's, it's, it's a fascinating way that they've put that story together, that the sequel is the, is a, to the game to Red Dead 1, or what is now Red Dead 1, that would, like, the game that is a sequel in number is a prequel in, in story. Um, sort of almost Godfather 2-ishly. Um, and of course, it's so much about redemption and um, you you get in a, you play the story and you have a number of ways that you can interact with people and, and build the so-called honor score and, and, what's, and so forth. Um, and that affects how the end of the game is. But, the, but no matter what, the story... I think even if you have your character be kind of a jerk, it leads toward you having a choice to, um, you know, you you can redeem yourself maybe by doing some good acts in your in your life, and um, uh, and I guess that's the larger theme of the overall both games. Um, but nevertheless, uh, the Sabers, in, in the context of the Sabers, this season has, it's been like instant almost instant gratification and redemption for years of tanking or and, ju- and or just being mediocre. Um, and they look very good, finally. But it's weird because it just co- sort of came out of nowhere that they're suddenly great and won eight in a row. 
uh, going for nine. I might have said nine earlier, but the one eight. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just gonna think. I'm just gonna muse on that um, after the break. Um, so welcome to the yeah. It's it's another Sabers episode, Saberland episode, Blue Life. Uh, not even redemption, but um, well, yeah, I don't know. Blue and gold, life, life, redemption. All right. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, it's it's uh, this is uncharted territory. Um, no other PlayStation game, pun intended, um, or video game, pun intended. Uh, to be for the Sab- Sabers are good. I mean, it's not like they've never been good before, but it's been so long. Um, and I was, um, you know, I so the early days, the foundation of foundational days of Saberland, the the concept, what or like mid to early nineties, obviously the Sabres practiced at Saberland and, um, and you would, he- I would hear that wor- word used and I would just sort of, and the Sabres were decent, you know, they have a couple kind of now legendary moments came about in though, in that era, Mayday goal, LaFontaine, Mogilney, you know, the overtime game, um, they had some dramatic moments, although I, I, it's like, you know, it seems as though, you know, LaFontaine and Mogilney as these scoring machines, you know, Anderchuk and Dale Howardchuk, like they should have been, it seems like they should have done better. Um, but I don't know that they ever got past like a first or second round. Or I don't even really know how many years the Sabres made the playoffs in those early, in the early 90s. Because I, I mean, I, I just remember them as like offensive powerhouses. Um, although everyone in the league was, because like, yeah, I mean, the Penguins won a couple cups and. So did Montreal, and um, I guess the Islanders were sort of just ending their run. The Oilers obviously were were finished, and um, what the Rangers won it in '94, Canadians maybe '93, Penguins a couple years before that, I think. Um, but I, yeah, I'm just, I like I've never really gone. I've never like focused on the success of those years. I know typically I think the Sabers in the '80s were pretty bad, '70s decent, and obviously the one Cup final appearance and. And then, but I didn't really get really into them until, like, the the they moved to the to the odd, or then what was called. I mean, sorry, they moved out of the Memorial Auditorium into what was then initially. Well, first it was Marine Midland Bank Arena, then HSBC, and yeah, and they changed the the Goathead jerseys, and that was where it began. But the point I guess I'm getting at is that they just were good like instantly. Like Lindy was the coach, Lindy Ruff, and. Uh, conference finals with the Caps in 98. That's like the first game I really remember going to. But my we we like got a hot dog out of the fr- like weirdly my dad and I obviously we went together and I was I would have been like 11 and uh, we found some like hot dogs in the freezer and said yeah these will be fine we'll just throw them out and and uh, go to eat it eat them and go to the game and I and then we did and then of course I got sick so I threw up in the bathroom at the first intermission and we went home 
because I wasn't feeling well. Uh, but I remember being at the game, and you know, it was cool because it was a I mean playoff. It, it con- I don't know how we got these tickets. It was it was Game Seven, I believe, the Eastern Conference Finals, or maybe six. It was the game. The Sabers ultimately were eliminated from that game, but um, nevertheless, it was really fun. Uh, good memory. And then the next year, they went to the Cup and lost. But um, but basically, the first two years I was following the Sabers, they just were good, uh, mostly because of Hashik. But they they had a good team. Um, and then uh, you know, Hashik left. At well, one year later, no, Hashik stayed two more years. He they traded him after two thousand one, but they were still competitive. They got two thousand one playoffs they looked like a favorite but Lemieux had come back and the Penguins beat them and that was it um the Kasparaitis goal uh but they um yeah so and then then they just sort of were nothing until after they were bad for a couple years drafted Vanek and then but then retooled and were amazing for two more years and well 506 0607 and then have been terrible well not terrible but have been unexciting ever since um so from from me being like 12 like 11 and 12 into like 18 they were pretty much they're generally good um you know usually making the playoffs and considered like a respectable team and they basically haven't been that ever since i mean i think as long as lindy was coach they were they were respected because they were never even if they didn't make the playoffs they were never that bad um because like yeah, even he was still there for the beginning of the the so-called rebuild when Darcy's talked about suffering and you know, but uh, they draft yeah, drafting Grigorenko and it was like a it was just like a mid a, a kind of a fall a false rebuild. Um, because but they were never because they never really bottomed out. Like if they they could have gotten like McKinnon in what whatever year that was or or Ekblad or whatever. I mean, who knows? It is what it is. And for as of now, I can't say I'm upset with any of it because I love the way it fell. That you know, they like if the if the real piece that all this is going to revolve around or turns out to be Darlene, it's all going to be worth it. <clears throat> we all, we assumed for the several years there that it was get a get an all star centerman and you know, Eichel and and uh, and so and and or Reinhardt and whatever, and that's that's all well and good and certainly valid and you know you need a, you probably need a guy on Eichel's level but he's not he he isn't McDavid um and of course the Oilers are very bad um still shows that you know you can have the best player in the league and if you don't put anyone around him it won't matter um but uh if the if it turns out that that our McDavid is just Darlene who we never really expected um it's all going to be it'll, that's just going to be great because then it's like if he really is the like the true best player on the team, and then it's supported by if Eichel's the second best player on the team, then you've got a pretty good team. Um, and that and, and it's like that might be it might be something where, yeah, that would that would necessarily it would have to be like that for you to be you know cup level. Um, but it'd be tough to get you know if you if you're as any team in the, in the NHL if you had somebody like an Eichel, um, it's tough to get someone better than him, but you probably yeah you probably need that to be really have a chance at winning it all um but um and sabers might be in that in place cuz Nolene is just he, he's just like he's just unbelievably good um even as an 18 year old who's like under 200 pounds and 63 um but still is like amazing but i mean when he's a little if he if he 
he's already like seems perfectly strong. I mean, he he's knocks people over. He can skate well, but if he even gets a little bit, just really built fills out a little bit more. Um, I mean, he's going to be crazy good. Um, if he isn't in some, I mean, if he isn't already really pretty good. Um, so anyway, um, I guess all that to say it's, yeah, it's like, uh, I, I guess this team is just good. I mean, it might, it might be a brief period of overachievement. I don't know, but it's been 20 games ish or more than 20 games in the season thus far. And they overall look, I mean, they're winning. Um, and that's been a long time. Uh, and it's really like the like the 2005 2016 was the most fun I've had following them because I was still in high school I was in high school I was a senior yeah in high school so I watched like every game um and it was in it was a great year um I didn't watch as many I followed them in 06 07 and I knew they were great but I couldn't watch as many games just because um I was in school college my freshman year and I just didn't have I you know I would I just didn't have as much TV time and that was still a good a good year for me, but um. At any rate, um. But yeah, now here I am, thirty years old, just living, an, a working life in New York City, and have plenty of time on my hands to watch games. Um, because what else are you gonna do when you get out of work? I mean, you're not gonna hang out with your friends every night. I certainly don't. Um, you gotta I mean you gotta watch something, and uh, I don't know. It's like they're fun now and. And it's it's worth watching the games because they're entertaining. And um, so, what what do we do in Saberland when it's actually fun to be here? I don't know. It's a crisis, um, as Dutch Vanderland might say. You just have to have a little faith. Um, we just need a boatload of cash, and we'll be fine. It's like shut up, Dutch. You're terrible. Uh, that's the thing that read that he said the character. Your uh, your gang leader says in Red Dead Redemption Two. Um. Yeah. Uh. So it's I don't I don't know I mean all all I can say is that it's 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 sabers are fun. Uh. I hope they can re-sign Skinner. It's gonna be interesting though. Yeah. Because of course he's gonna he's having an an unbelievable year, and is gonna get paid and. Yeah, I mean, if you're not going to spend money on like a 26 year old who is going who is like tied for the league lead in scoring or goals, then you're never going to like you're they're not going to find a better goal scorer who's better suited to play with Eichel for you know potentially eight years if they sign him um, now or or if they did a seven year deal they would both be on the same timeline which would which would be smart because I think because then you could do like. I mean, you're going to sign Darlene to an eight-year deal in two in two and a half years, so um, that's going to give you like four guaranteed years where they're where they're all like presumably those three guys will be making big money. But that's okay. Like, I don't know. I think those are those three, and then I mean, I guess you're still going to have Ristolainen and Oposo for a couple chunks of some of those years, but. Um, yeah, after this, I mean, in, at the end of Ristoline, I mean, Dalian's like rookie deal. Well, in some ways, this there's a mini window now for three years. Here I am saying Savers have a cup window. There's a mini one. Well, he is making like a like nine hundred thousand or whatever he is on his rookie deal. But really, there's another window of the like the four years after that where 
assuming they get him to an eight-year deal or whatever, or whatever the max possible deal is, you're going to have, yeah, you'll have four more years of Eichel at least, and then maybe, let's say, three or four more years of Skinner, assuming they re-sign him. So then that that's like, man, that takes us to, like, what, 2026? So the Sabres have to win a cup before then. Because I wouldn't, like, by then, I mean... If it goes well, if they can win, you know, God, I can't even believe I'm saying this. If the Sabres win, like, a, one or two cups <laughs> in the next, like, like in this, in Eichel's contract, like, maybe he'll he'll stay, um, but he'll be, he'll be, like, 29 or 30. He could, he'll still get, like, a big deal. Um, so if it goes well enough, yeah, maybe he'll want to stick around and then, but, but is he going to be worth, like, another 10 million, like, it's going to be tough because then you get into like the Taves situation where you got this, you got this like legendary player and you want to keep him, but maybe, yeah, it's going to be, it'll be interesting. It's a long ways off. Um, and maybe he, maybe he just won't even want to stay. Who knows? But, um, uh, so, but yeah, I mean, if they, I think they, I mean, cause you know, I, I'm listening to people call into like GR this week and saying like they should trade Skinner at the deadline, which like, I would get that completely if Skinner were having his same year. Well, I wouldn't, no matter what. But I it would, I would, I would buy it more if he was doing what he's doing now, and they were like still in the bottom of the league, like if or if they were. If it looked like they're probably not going to make the playoffs, then sure. I mean, I I could understand that. Um, but even so, I mean, if, he, if the way he's playing, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I think he'd. Well, it's all. Who cares about the hypotheticals? Like. Um, well, yeah, so this is my, that's how I, that's my dismissal of that, of people saying they should trade him. I don't think you should because this, the way this season is going, I mean, I even saw someone this morning saying like, is he in the MVP discussion, which he very well could be. I mean, if the, if the season ended, if the Sabres are in the top five in, in the league standings, let alone the top two or three or two or three, but like they are now and and, you know, if Skinner wins, like, um, the like the rocket Richard trophy like he certainly could be or or Jack easily could be if Jack scores I don't know 90 95 points with like 50 I don't know 50 or 60 or 70 assists or something I think that's definitely possible either of them but um but I think they have to resign Skinner because like you need I mean just having it's like yeah, it's it's like I mean, if you're gonna pay for somebody, you got to pay for a, a guy who just can score goals, and he can. So you have Eichel, who's like the stud playmaker. You've got you got to pay for Skinner, and then you got Darlene, and he'll make the money too. Um, if they can, and like, don't pay for a goalie. Hutton is great. I mean, he's he's fine. Um, you got three years of him, two and a half more plus whatever. I mean, you can find a cheap goalie. Clearly. Um, and uh, and maybe Hutton stays around for even longer. I don't know, but um, but don't do a Carey Price deal. It's obviously not worth it. Um, but yeah, it's like how in, in the NFL, like obviously you need a quarterback, which is that's there's no way around that. But you know, beyond that, like you know, you're gonna pay for you'll pay, you'll you'll get if you have good you know line offensive linemen or you know a tight end or receiver like skill positions get their get their money and some running backs. You could, I mean, I don't, it's debatable, but then really is if you can have like a, like a playmaker anywhere, but especially let's just say on defense, like if you can have like a Khalil Mack or like a line, like an edge rusher or, you know, a good, a good corner or say like, or um, 
safety or something who can who can get turnovers um you know that's the those are the people you need to pay for because that you know those individuals can like change the outcomes of games just by a single play and like Skinner is like he's like he's thus far this year that's what he's shown to be I mean a good a goal scorer in hockey can do that like um and even Darlene in his is is I mean he's it's amazing because he is not even scoring a, a ton although he's it's picking up but like I think he just makes he, he makes plays in hockey that just change that just make more things possible than other than if other people were on the ice um and might have a bad first and second period like the other day he was Darlene had a rough go against um, Phil, uh, Pittsburgh, and then but still was great in the third, and it just didn't matter. Like he still made good plays in, later in the game after having a rough start um, and being like one minus four, it ends a minus two because he's on the ice for two goals and they came back and won it. And um, you know even like I can't I can't think of anything specific, but like even just if Skinner you know say he had a bad first period or two. Um, if he's just on the ice in the third period, he, he, he's shown he can, he can, he can just score. I mean, he did yesterday and with both the third, the tying goal and the winning goal. Um, so anyway, they need to, they just need to sign him because, uh, it's, I just, you know, and he's young enough that even it's just, it's, it's a good, it's smart. And you're not going to find someone who's, who's like, if, if 26 is too old, that's, then they're crazy. I mean, he's definitely got everything, every bit of, you know, four, four good years left, I'd say, if not more. Um, because he is, he's a fantastic skater, but it's not like he's purely a speed player. I mean, I, I think, I don't know. I think he's, he, he's shown he's very durable. I think he's still, I think it'd be worth signing him. Um, and that's just, that's what it takes to, if it takes signing him to seven year deal just to get him and have, may be able to ensure this team is good for a couple like the next four or five years it's worth it um so um yeah so i hope they do and uh you know and it just looks everything looks good i mean i guess the only reason i could understand or i could see a rationale to not do it is if you if for whatever reason they think they need to save money to pay like middle stat and or you know um and if they think that like, you know, Olafson or somebody can come up and replace some of those goals, um, and maybe, uh, maybe that's possible, but, um, I would, I would have Skinner, Eichel and Darlene as like the three p people I'm building my team around from here. Out. I mean, obviously you have, they're, they're already committed to a number of players for time and money. Um, but you can work around that. I mean, there's line and is up and down. I mean, he had a horrible week like last week and he's been pretty good the last couple games, I thought. Um, so who, you know, who knows, but he might be able to slot in as just like a decent piece. That's a two or three defenseman or something. Um, yeah, yeah I don't know. I think, there, I think, I think the cap will keep going up and they'll be able to find ways to fit players in. Um, cause you know, middle stats suddenly getting hot and, um, you know, maybe, maybe long-term he's like the, well, Pominville's not going to play forever and, even though he's great and I love him this year, but he makes good, he makes a lot of money and they still have the Molson contract. So, you know, maybe, I mean, I'd love if Reinhardt can stay, but maybe he, maybe he does get moved at some point or maybe he's not, whatever. Um, it'll be fascinating to see how they, how they handle it. Cause they're, they are going to have a lot of guys who are going to need raises soon. It's like Toronto was already there sort of, which is crazy. It only took like it only took like three years, but they all all those guys came in like at the same time or near thereabouts. 
Um, and I will get to Red Dead Redemption, but I just that reminds me of like I love. I'm very excited for this off season because a couple people have said either I've heard say that like the Coyotes are just planning to give Matthews like the biggest offer sheet imaginable, which I love that thought. That would make me so happy if they signed him to like a fifteen million dollar a year, like seven year deal, and Toronto can't match it, and they just. And Matthews just goes to Phoenix. I mean, it would be kind of sad because I do like the drama of this of Matthews playing in Toronto and the Sabres having to play. But I would also love if he just left and Toronto was like screwed. Um, that would just be great and entertaining. Um, yeah, I still maintain. I think that the Leafs should trade Nylander to Columbus for Panarin because it's because that would get help. The Leafs could win the Cup this year with Panarin and they're not getting anything out of Nylander. They're going to lose him anyway. They're, that's my theory. I mean, maybe they, they probably don't look at it like that. Um, but I also think Nylander, I think Willie Nylander would do very well in Columbus. They, they could sign him to a big deal and let him be like the, the superstar. And, uh, and they should resign Borowski too, but I don't know. Maybe they can't. It's, that's tough. They have, they've got some, that's, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what Seth Jones's contract is, but He's going to need some money eventually. Um, anyway, uh, I would love to see Toronto just dis like just fall apart. Um, but at the same time, not because they should be good. It's more entertaining when they're good. I just would love if the Sabres managed to, if they make it and can play Toronto in the playoffs this year, I would be, I would love that beyond, I would just great. Obviously I want the Sabres to win, but that would just be a very fun well, any playoff hockey would be fine, but I think that would be a really good series. Um, just, just don't want us to play like Tampa in the first round, but, um, but who knows? I mean, the playoffs are amazing. Anything can happen. Let's just make it first, and then I'll then I'll think about it. So, um, anyway, yeah, I just I'm 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 thankful uh, for being able to to still have like still do a Saberland now in late November and thinking about playoffs it's been a long time i think what it's seven years since they've made it certainly not since i moved to new york which was 13 and yeah i think they i think it was the 2011 playoffs was the last time they were there so yeah it will have been eight years by the time we get to the playoffs here because it'll be 2019 it's crazy well how are you doing what are you guys up to all you who listen um I feel like I've been it's this game this 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 play, video game Red Dead it was good timing because I've been been doing a lot of writing this year working on the Sir Eric poem uh and just various other things I'm editing this podcast I wrote I also I wrote this Christmas special in the summer we recorded it and now we're editing and so I've been doing that but I think I needed I, I'm glad that something has come along that I can just sort of like a game that I can just be totally invested in just like let let the sort of creative parts of my brain have a rest because uh, I kind of haven't done, I haven't let that happen in a while, even though I'm not, it's not like I have a, not like I've been writing every single day. I, basically my, my, the routine that I fell into that was successful was really just writing this stuff on weekends, like Saturday and Sunday afternoons in the summer. It was great to go to the park, um, sit down i bought a chair just go sit and write and um it was it was great um but you know i just think that, i think that you, you need um 
Well, I don't know that I needed to rest, but I know it's like, but the thing is I know with this, the story is long enough that it's not, I know I'm not done yet. So I think if I just kept working at it forever with no breaks, it would, I would probably lose, I would, I might lose sight of whether it still seems good and, and that may have happened. Um, but I think breaks are just good for creative projects because you, when it's something that you're just working on alone and it's, it's a lot of work and it's a big, th it's like a complicated thing you're making, um, by you're, you're naturally just looking at it at a very small scale every day. Like you're just looking at, you know, like one grain of sand at a time trying to put down, trying to create something or one, whatever. Um, and, um, so I think the only it's a time away from it can help just because you sort of forget what how it was going and what it's you forget enough of the things that were just sort of there kind of that were just given uh or you know that just were kind of considered sad all the time um which is easy when you're just working on working hard but um anyway so I'm it'll be good to, once I come back in January I'll get back into that um but having this game has been fun just to be it's such a wonderfully immersive experience and it's very very good storytelling and it's really engaging and fun. Um, and it's just been a nice thing to like just do, you know, in like the last couple of weeks, um, weekends and, and, and weeknights, uh, non saber games and just, just, yeah, just kind of get into it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's made me think a lot about like, I know last episode I was talking about, um, my relationship to the sabers. Um, I get, and, and I mentioned the game too, but I didn't actually talk about it, but it's similar thing of how um how in the game like well it, that's why i was thinking about relationships to stuff like whether it's me related to the sabers or me to other people um this game more than any video game ever because as much as it's it's a game where it's like you're a cowboy and you can skin animals and shoot people and hijack trains and like i love all that that's very fun on a fantastic level or as a fantasy but it the game makes you as a game player feel actual like emotions for your character and other characters um in ways that I've never seen I've never felt I never had that happen to me and 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 not just like you it's not just that you're watching cutscenes and there are interesting things happening and that's what gives you emotion you have actual choices to make um, in real time all throughout the game and you're just interacting with just like NPC characters that actually there's just a better level of what you can do to them. Like in, in so in, in Grand Theft Auto, in one of those, like Grand Theft Auto 5, you can just walk down the equivalent of um, Wilshire, Bo like Boulevard and what, you know, it's, it's, it's the fake fictitious LA and you can just be like holding a sniper rifle and nobody will bat an eye until you point it at them and then they'll like turn and run, but you can just shoot, like you could shoot people at will and, and like the cops would come. Um, and then if you stole a car or if you had a car you or whatever, you could, you could if you get away, if you evade the cops little like radar thing on the map, they just forget about it. And then it's, that's it. Like, um, sometimes that's, it's not necessarily so easy to do, but like once you, once you've evaded the cops, it's over. Like you, they've, they don't, it doesn't matter. Even on one level in this game, like once you, if, if, if you break, if you're like witnessed breaking a law or doing something, even something relatively minor and someone sees you and like, if, if someone witnesses you like, yeah, you can go like intimidate them or tell them like, Hey, like don't report me. And they'll be like, okay, maybe. 
uh, or you could kill them and hope you're not seen. Um, but that's not fun or easy or even easy to do sometimes. And so like, so if they report the crime, then you are wanted and the law will come for you. But if you escape them, which is not so hard, um, they don't, it does not like they forget. Like then you just have a bounty on your head. Um, so the, and then the game, like, so the, that leads to like, um, you know, that just like that will, that bounty will be valid within like that state and there are different states in the map. Um, it's like, it's a vague sort of Southeastern or just Southern United States map. Um, and, uh, and so it but the 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 idea it's clearly it's like design that it's it's you'll you're having an easier time going about much of the story and the the map is if if you are a good person and you treat people well and you don't just murder and kill um because it's like you're going to and then prices for in for items in stores are is are lower um or higher if you have if you have lower honor and you're like wanted everywhere um, but you could, you, like, I, I think I may try a playthrough at some point where I'm just like a dishonorable evil person, just cause I'd be curious to see how it actually works, but you can, I could see that dynamic, dynamic at work. Anyway, um, all this, just, like, the, the, it's just funny that like a video game has still managed to be completely captivating and, and, um, diverting from various things in the world, whether it be, you know, a difficult creative project and undertaking or just the normal things of, whatever, just being able to go home and play a video game and forget about work stresses or other life stresses. And yet the game dramatizes so much, so much boredom and in, in a great way. And it dramatizes like basic human interaction that is still other enough that it is really amazing. Um, I mean, and the map's so big, it takes forever to ride somewhere, but it's still fun just to ride your horse across the state and look at the stars and um, or whatever, or go fishing. It's like super boring stuff on the surface, um, but still very interesting um, and fun. So, but again, it's still, but of course then you, you do the story missions and you're killing people. And like, um, But, you know, they're not good people for the most part, but um, it's about, so, but of course the game, given the title, it is about a redemption story for your main, main character and... Um, I don't know. That's also just. I mean, it's always a, a, an interesting story, an appealing one. But especially this year for me, given right this these current times, given uh, I don't know, sabers have a have a similar track. They're sort of like it's like unclear exactly what what it might what's this how what this is leading towards. But that's also very much how I I always I always be like I need I always say things like I need to figure out where this is going until I know how to feel about it, and I don't love that about myself. I want to be like. I want to just say, I don't know that yet, but I know I like what's happening and I'm going to enjoy it. And so that is what I'm trying to do. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, so anyway, I'm going to watch the game. Um, I've got, let's see, we've got like, it's weird cause I'm going home that say that Sabres the game I'm going to is about one, two, three, four. It's like four weeks from today, which is nuts. Um, so I only, only, I only have three more weekends in New York. So I got to figure out like a Christmas party, possibly, or if I'm going to do that. I can't host one this year because I don't have the same apartment, uh, which is good. But also, I loved having a Christmas party. And I had two good ones the last two years. 
I don't know. Well, I'm going to be doing another pod before I go, if not more. Maybe I'll, I mean, I may well do one next weekend. Next weekend, the first and second, I know I'm going to be focusing on editing, so, uh, or I should. Um, so I may not, and I want to release that, the Adam and Gordon show Christmas special by like the seventh or so. Uh, all I, all I need, all I really care about is being able to listen to it on the plane, on the flight home. That's my goal. Cause it'll be about a flight. It'll be about a New York to Buffalo flight length of time. So, uh, keep looking for that and, uh, let's just keep watching the Sabres. Um, so yeah, uh, this was, this was another Saberland, uh, I guess sort of a rambling one. I've got this fireplace on my TV and the heat is kind of nicely on. It's not super cold outside, but I put some of my, some Christmas decorations up in my apartment today and uh it's nice just homey wintry feeling and i have got some like couple winter beers in my fridge um i'm partied out i'm i definitely i went to a thanksgiving dinner on thursday it was fun uh hung out with my sister and her husband and my niece last night and i don't even know what i did i guess i watched the sabers wednesday night so i've been off work since tuesday but i um yeah it was just like a lot of partying and um it's too much uh, i need i just need a, a, a low-key night so that'll be tonight and probably tomorrow, even though, I don't know, um, I guess I'll watch the Bills. But I'm going back to work, so I gotta, I gotta get ready for that. Does anybody ever yawn in podcast? I never heard, like, Ira Glass yawn. Um, I haven't listened to Ira Glass in a while, but I wonder if other podcasters yawn and cut it out or not. I'm not going to cut it out. Okay, thanks for listening. I'll see you next time on Saberland.